Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I've known. And we watched two things this week, and they are Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yes, that is right. We did Barbieheimer. Major, major, major spoiler alert for both of them. We also talk a little bit about Secret Invasion, episode five. Spoiler alert for that and the rest of Secret Invasion. Also, if you can't tell, I've lost my voice. I was down at Comic-Con. So thank you for your understanding for how I sound this episode. And now, without further ado, here's We're Watching What? Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Let's go party. We saw Barbieheimer-ish. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Uh, how did you two like the film? So I we do. I have to put a disclaimer on it. Yeah, yes. Wait, have we you had, seen the whole film yet? We have seen the okay. whole film, but we did. We did have a very kind of traumatic experience. <laughs> so we went to um, theater in downtown Burbank, um, and the fire alarm got pulled sometime there. I know, right? But it was sometime before our screening started, and I got there about 40 minutes early because I really wanted to make sure I had time for popcorn, and I wanted to see all the trailers and all that good stuff. And and they didn't let us in, in the theater until nearly 4 o'clock, which was our showtime. And then the lines were really long, and the lobby was, like, swelteringly hot because this was a 90-degree, 95-degree day. And then we got into the movie theaters, and they were slightly cooler but it did not improve over the course of two hours. Oh, so no. we were uncomfortable. You suffered for the art. <laughs> yeah. What happens is like when, and I was thinking about this more because we've been through, we both used to manage movie theaters, right? And have been through. We, this we kind of, kind of brought this on ourselves. We and, were legitimately talking about this not that long ago. Yeah, it's true. And, and, but what happens, and especially with this multiplex and the size of it all, it's like, uh, but the AC system, usually, typically when this happens, will go kaput. Like it'll go, it'll shut off. Like because everything goes, it's just like a, it's a it thing. just like overloads everything. And you have to go yeah. and manually actually go and like revive it. Like you, you can do it, but you have to actually go do it. Uh-huh. They clearly didn't because we got into the theaters and like Jackie said, it was cooler, but they clearly didn't turn the AC on so that all of the air was getting sucked up by the, by the people that was sold out film. You know, it's like, but it was cooler because it was trapped in there. You know what I mean? When we got in, but it was, it was a nightmare. I was wearing shorts and my legs were sweating. So yeah, I, I was this. wearing pants and I, and I had been outside for 40 minutes, just Ugh. like in this sea of humanity full of people, like trying to figure out what was going on, if we needed to go home, like what we were doing, you know? So it was like, let's just say, had it been Oppenheimer, I don't think we'd be here today. No, yeah. you absolutely, you would have, you would have left. You 100%. <laughs> we would have died. Yeah. I think no, it was a very it near thing. Be there. Our bodies would be, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be dust in the, you'd be melted corpses. Literally. Okay, so, well. So that being said, you know, I definitely enjoyed myself, but I will say that, you know, I didn't like it as much as I expected to. And I think that being so physically uncomfortable might have played a part in that. Okay, that's that's a fair acknowledgement. Matt, I, I, do you fall into the same boat? Uh, no, I didn't. I mean, yeah, uh, being uncomfortable could N- just in terms of like a liking but, or not liking it. Yeah, but yeah, I liked it about as much as I expected to from the trailer, which was I'm, I'm kind of mediocre on it. <gasps> really? Yeah, I loved parts of it, but okay. in that in that trailer when we found out that she was going to the real world and. All of that, I was like, "Oh, why are you doing this? Like, why does it have to be like?" It just felt like it was trying to do too much and check too many boxes. Like, I might be more basic in my train of thought, uh-huh. but I, I was like, when it first was announced that it was happening in that first teaser and stuff, like I was wanting like 
uh, like a clueless style rom-com in Barbie land. Like that's oh, like what okay. I wanted with all the just constant. I was, I was happy we went back to Barbie land and got to be there longer than in the real world. That'd be okay. Cool. Cause I thought it was just going to be like real world, the rest of the movie, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. which, you know, it just wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have loved that. But so I was pleasantly surprised by that portion of it, but I felt it was kind of a mixed bag. Like I loved things and then I just didn't love things, you know. I was not <laughs> expecting to be the one out of the three of us to love Barbie the most. <laughs> and maybe it's because I had functioning air conditioning. Like I will 100% acknowledge that that is a pretty important like factor for it. I love this movie so much. Oh, good. <laughs> oh god yeah because I I mean yeah I I laughed pretty hard in parts I got emotional in others but like it just the yeah I don't know the ending just didn't land for me I mean I like the last scene of course the last scene was yeah. and amazing and sure. that was fun yeah but the ending didn't really land perfectly with me with you know the the CEOs not really playing a part in anything and then Ken who kind of I mean, he was hilarious and I loved the characterization and all the good stuff, but he came back and he brought patriarchy to Barbie land and then he didn't really have any like consequences either, you know? <laughs> yeah, I get um, you. And so that's kind the of, patriarchy. That's the exact patriarchy. Like if we're, we're going full meta here, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll also say that I thought that America Ferrera's like long feministic speech at the end was like, I thought it actually was too long and it was. I, I don't disagree like, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like nailing it too hard but at the same time I met a new co-worker yesterday and um we had one of those like meet the people meetings (laughs) and I look at you know I was wearing pink and I have my nails are sparkly and like whatever yeah people can't see but Jackie has like a full-on Barbie haircut right now (laughs) yeah like full rainbow pink like it's yeah could not be more Barbie but go on (laughs) and so he was like oh so I'm guessing you watched Barbie and I was like oh yeah did you watch it you know and he was like well I just don't think my manhood could survive it (laughs) and so I was like ew (laughs) I mean uh in the moment I was like I think your manhood could survive any movie and then we just kind of moved on (laughs) but you know so maybe some people really needed a speech that long I, well, I, I, I we, we so. had drinks after. I was gonna say we had drinks after, and I, we talked about the speech a little bit, and it was like we all kind of agreed. It was like, yeah, it was just very long and a little too much. But mm-hmm. I, I think I made the point then. But I still feel that I was like, well, I mean, look at the world and look at the message it was trying to say. It's like apparently this does need to be beat over people's heads because yeah. it's like people don't get it. So, you know, yeah. so it's oh. like there is that element of like, yeah, there, there's something to be said about going and, and making it like. Let me spell this out for you very right. clearly. Because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Which because... is something I just hate in movies for the most part. Like, that's, don't respond that's well, huge... but it, yeah. Yeah. it might have been necessary. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. But I will say that, like, as a girl who played with Barbies a lot and loved a Barbie and owned probably 50 plus Barbies. Oh my god. Um, you know, as a kid and you know, I used to get the holiday editions and and stuff for Christmas and um as someone who did, there was a lot of call-outs to things that just made me so deeply happy and mm. just like even just the Corvette like crashing every time. <laughs> like I did that every time. We don't know why we always got in so many car accidents, but like it was a thing. And well, I mean, I know I thought tragedy was romantic. So I really liked my storyline. I liked to kill Kin so that I could have like a melodramatic storyline. And it usually was in a car crash. 
I, I mean, let me tell you, uh, weird Barbie was probably the closest I ended up having to. I had Barbies, even though like now I'm probably pretty well after seeing this movie, you know, but I'm I had them, but I don't feel like I was particularly like that was not my toy of choice. But I could be, you know, misremembering my childhood. I'm sure my mom would be very. I think my sister was more into them, honestly. But, you know, I would definitely like cut some hair and drew on some of them. And like we had a we had a Beauty and the Beast <laughs> set and like poor Belle's head just would like constantly pop off. I don't know if it was a manufacturing defect or, you know, decapitation some on my side. Yeah. <laughs> well, once, once their head came off one time, yeah, it was game like, over. It yeah. was game over. And like you could bear, you could kind of get it back on, but it wouldn't swivel. Yeah. And then. <laughs> The question is, why did her head get ripped off? Yeah, yeah in the first place. And <laughs> let me tell you, question. different ending to Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> the Dana cut. <laughs> I mean, we definitely all had a weird Barbie. Like, I won't, you yeah. know, and I'm not going to lie and say I never cut any of their hair that I never, you know, that I didn't have one that I broke to the point where she was always in the splits. <laughs> I feel that. I actually feel like I might not have completely tortured my own Barbies. I might have tortured my friends because I think my mom would have, I, I, my bell definitely was like decapitated, but like in particular shout out to my friend Rebecca if she ever listens I'm so sorry we destroyed your Barbies because <laughs> like her parents wouldn't have gotten mad at us yeah I had a um, Barbie fold and fun house oh my sister had that yeah 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 <laughs> and we used to bring it I used to bring it to my neighbor's house because you could bring it places but then we decided it was way too much work because it took so long to set up <laughs> because we were not good at it I think also but it would take so long we would end up having to go home for dinner by the time <laughs> everything was set up yeah um you know home ownership is a trap Barbie was I, teaching us early <laughs> I know I can never hold on to a shoe. <laughs> but part of the part of the fun was like the setup, right? Because it's like yeah, yeah. once you're I mean, playing with it at that point. I mean, the conceit as a whole, like, yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like part of Both the conceit just... of the movie and the toy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I liked, you know, um, you know, going back to the movie, I loved um, the like flat sets with them like going across on like rocket ships or, yeah. you know, boats the tandem or whatever. Bike. Yeah. Um, and I actually read none of that was green screen. She had it all painted. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that was all. Yeah, That's was amazing. All really cool. And I think it's going to be a big contender for art direction set design. Oh, costumes too. Like Costumes. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. It's got. Agreed. The it visuals. definitely nailed so much and the style and like the first like 20 minutes of it like through the end of that dance party i was completely here for the whole thing and that's also and like I, the music was perfect during it can it i was, and that? it's like <laughs> and that's like god i want this movie <laughs> like you know and again I, I actually and i don't want to sound like someone who's like oh i don't want the feminist message in there because i do and i want that and i think there's a way to do it that still works in that way well well, well doing the movie that i have in my head like in, really showing Ken you know? and how like um because i I thought the feminist message was really strong with Kim, like Kin being the one who, you know, he only has a storyline if Barbie looks at him and, you know, like, like things like that. And we don't know where he lives. And, yeah. you know, he doesn't know. Matter. Yeah. You know what I mean, because he's one dimensional. Well, I kind of liked the idea of like, even if it stayed in Barbie land, I was like, OK, let's say Barbie and Ken were together, which I know Ken was designed after the original Barbie's little brother. So I don't even know that they were supposed to be romantically involved. Yeah. But let's say like, okay, they're together. I, I would have a movie, like the one I'm thinking is like, okay. And then I'm, I, I like the idea of, of her getting more kind of like, I'm going to call it sentient thought, but you know, she's <laughs> like getting from outside influence, like from the real world influence, kind of like, okay, starting to like think about things more than what their life is. And then I almost like the idea of like questioning, like, Oh my God, like, should are we even supposed to be together and then like trying to date each other and it's not really a thing like, they don't have to end up together in the end or they could but 
I felt like there was just a way to kind of go and do this thing. It probably wouldn't have been as forward thinking of a film. <laughs> no, it would not have. <laughs> but yeah. I loved it. But it's just selfish as like what I was just those were the parts I thought were funny and I wanted to live there and stay there and I loved it. But I found that the real world aspect and I, this is a me problem, I think more than most people problem. But I find myself I get so analytical over plot things that I sometimes that I'm like, I was trying to figure out the logic with how it was working with the, in relation to the real world. And so okay. it was like, so it was like, okay, because it was like, Weird Barbie was like, oh, we have to go find who's playing with you. But I was right. like, but are you telling me there's only one person on the planet playing with that version of Barbie? Like, she's the stereotypical Barbie. So there's only one person on the planet playing I with mean, her. I mean, I think, yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's she a... goes there, and then they come back and bring things, and then things are able to start happening. But then we find out that Mattel's now making, like, the Ken house because it happened in Barbie world. And it was like, well, what – what is the relationship here? And again, I know you're not supposed to think about it this much, yeah. but it was like, it was going to this place where like, it was making me spiral into like this thought cycle of like, I'm trying to find how this makes any sense. I and think, I think the me. film tries to sort of write it off and be like, weird things beyond your imagination will happen, you know, yeah. like, and I, but and I, get, I, get what, I do get what you're saying, but I was just like, no, this is just needs to be silly. Like it's yeah. just, yeah, I got a little it's caught up in some though. of that, so, but I think, yeah, like I said, I, I was so hot. Like I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I mean I'm always, yeah. But um, and I, I did look really cute for the premiere. I had a really cute outfit. But yeah, I got caught up in some of that, and you know, I mean, I think if I was in a different mood, I would have been more moved by like the real world footage of all the moms and daughters and women, and you know, that was clearly mm. people involved with the crew or whatever. Yeah. But I was just like, oh my god, why are we well, here? Like at, the end, at the end, there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is just. I like, like, I like you really would have died in Oppenheimer because that was like two hours in was like the second. I just know I wasn't gonna like that yeah. movie. Um, like Christopher Nolan movie in a hundred years. Yeah, but uh, anyway, sorry, go on. No, so I, I think. I, I really liked the real world stuff. I liked the absurdity of it. I think the whole joke about like horses, I don't know why. I was obsessed with it. Just like, like it's like this world is run by men and horses. I do think my beef with it, it's because it's not a perfect movie, but I really enjoyed it. It still came from like, in spite of the fact that we have this super multicultural cast, like it was still a very white feminist story. And and I was talking to my friend after and she pointed it out and she like, I didn't like it because of that, but like didn't particularly love it. You know, it just didn't resonate with her in a way I'd hoped it would. And I, I did feel myself watching during it being like, yes, we have, you know, a, a Benetton of things. But I was like, there's no Asian, uh, East Asian, uh, my looking East Asian Barbie, like female lead at all. In spite of the fact that there's like, and, you know, I know we have Simu Leo, but like, you know, they did a really good job on the Ken side, ironically, of casting, but they didn't have a Barbie. I was like, this is a blatant like error. There were just a bunch of things. I was like, yeah, this is coming from a specific form of feminism. But at the same time, I'm like, they got to be the Trojan horses to get the rest of us in there. Kind of, you know, the fact that this made so much money, like opens the door. And it's sad that it has to be that way or it feels like it has to be that way. But I was like, I'm willing to accept it because of all of that. Yeah, but we had a transgender Barbie that had a lot of lines. Hey, no, had, no, I, mean, I knew it was great, but I was just like, no, 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 I'm saying to miss this one thing. Like, that's what I'm saying is yeah. like, I don't think that it had to open a door and then ne next time, you know, it's like we had yeah. stuff like that where I'm like, you could have really if you're gonna do it like do it you know like bring it i think yeah but i think in terms of like the leads it still ended up having to be like classic barbie and i can't oh I, well, like the actual like the, the two leads are classic barbie classic the cl two leads are classic barbie and just like greta gerwig's perspective is a very 
you know, sure. that's just yeah. the background she happens to come from. So yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I, yeah, I get it. I do. There was a Barbie who used a wheelchair. A wheelchair, I saw that. Yeah, basically, you know, she didn't have any lines, but they did make her wheelchair hot pink, which is really <laughs> cute. Because the real one has a hot pink wheelchair. The Barbie go. who uses a wheelchair. I have a fun fact about this actually. So um, the Barbie Dream House had an elevator in the '90s. And there was also a Becky, uh, not a real Barbie, because, of course, Barbie wouldn't be in a wheelchair. But Becky version had a wheelchair, and the wheelchair did not fit in the elevator for the Barbie Dream House. And as someone I follow, actually, on Instagram, she, uh, she uses a wheelchair. And so she wrote to them and said, hey, how come the elevator doesn't work for the elevators? And they just continued the wheelchair Barbie. Oh, my God. Instead of making the elevator accessible, instead of changing the elevator in the dream house, they just decided let's just discontinue. More people are buying like the mold or using the mold for the dream house, and you know what? Sadly, that tracks like in terms of their reaction to what it would be. Yeah, that's that's very upsetting. I did read one thing that I don't know how accurate is. Is like similarly like. There was a Barbie in a wheelchair that like couldn't fit through the doors either, but they did actually widen the doors eventually. Um, recently they did. Recently, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Recently yeah. they widened the doors and they created an elevator that works with the wheelchair. And also, Barbie herself now has a version where she's in a wheelchair, and it's not a hospital chair; it's like a real. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I again, I enjoyed it. It was just like that was one missing piece for me. And then thinking yeah. about it, like spiraling into the hole, it's like yeah, but again. I'm I'm happy it exists. <laughs> like it, it, we had to yeah, start no, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to be clear that when I was bringing up the transgender actress playing Barbie, I was meaning like there there was room for everything. So like yes. let's let's do it. Like you know, I was I was agreeing with you, <laughs> not being like that's good enough. Oh no but, no, uh, I completely yeah, understand. Yeah, 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 make yeah. sure you understood that because I was like, yeah, I I, no, no, I, yeah. I noticed that as well, and it was like I. It's hard because it's like yeah what. Right, you. It's I don't it's. Know. it's if like you what, throw <laughs> everything at it, then like it's not going to get made by Mattel and Warner sure. Brothers and all this stuff. But by the same token, I wish we were in a place where Very that type of story. But but yeah. I'm still I'm so I'm still happy we got this. <laughs> yeah, and I was happy. You know, I I we had mentioned after too that a little bit like where like America Ferrera's idea at the end, like what about like an everyday Barbie? And I was like, yeah, yeah okay, great. Except for it was just kind of weird that in Barbie Land, like barely anyone was like stereotypical just perfect person barbie they had all kinds of different barbie barbies except, like, well, most except of the, for our barbie i guess yeah, like, i guess but most of the kens were like pretty much specimens I, i'd say <laughs> but i because i they didn't really go there but barbies they had all kinds of different they had different body shapes and sizes and things like that so it was like it felt as if yeah none of them were everyday barbie as in like nothing special about her at all i guess but it's yeah. like <laughs> but i guess it's just the thing where i was like but it, we're not talking about a world where only that classic barbie in her impossible body exists. You know what I mean? So it was a little right. weird that like that was her like, well, what about this? It's like, well, it seems it already exists. Right. <laughs> you know? I love that the, bit, like, but... the most, you know, body different Ken is like Scott Evans, who is just a little bit larger than the rest of them. Yeah, <laughs> like, like he's not overweight. He's <laughs> like, extremely attractive. Very flatteringly. And so I was just like, yeah. what the, like, come on. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was here for the eye candy and I like that kind of message for it. But yeah, yeah I... I was talking to my coworker a little bit about the movie and she said something interesting to me. She said, it's really interesting to me. Like, you know, one of the messages that she got from it 
was that as little girls, we're told we can be anything, but then when we become women, we're told we have to be everything. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty valid. I hadn't thought of that myself, but I was like, yeah, I can see. Yeah. That. See? And I think, it, yeah. I, I, I do think the thing I like the most about it is, one, you know, it has sparked conversations. And two, like, people seem to just, like, be having joyous times at the theater. Like, I was at a screening yesterday on a Monday night, and there were so many people dressed up for Barbie. And I was like, yes. It's I'm an so event. happy for you all. It's an event yeah. movie for sure. Yeah. Right. And I love I love that we're back to sort of more event situations happening. Yeah. Well, and it's like so. kudos to whoever. I mean, it was social media, really. But whoever with the marketing with this whole Barbenheimer oh, thing. The marketing it's just like, it's insane. is oh incredible. Because like, I wouldn't Barbie went. summer stuff. Like, it's everywhere. There's so yeah, much Barbie merch. There's mm-hmm. so many, like, tie-ins. Like, they were working overtime, mm-hmm. those PR people. And they did an excellent job. Yeah, shout out to marketing well, yeah. and programming. <laughs> and when I, because I was gonna say when I went to an Oppenheimer, it was funny because it was like there was a Barbie, obviously Barbie screenings happening, at the, and it was like you just look around the lobby and it was just it's bright pink or it was black, and it was <laughs> there were two different people in this world, but they are doing both this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, but it's just which one are you doing first, you know? And it was right. just it was just funny, but it um, I did want to also shout out that I really enjoyed Michael Sarah in the movie. And oh, so good. He he I got most too. of my big laughs. I thought he was pretty funny. He got a lot of laughs from me. Yeah. Alan Ma- Mage, Mage as well. Just like, a, yeah, you know, yeah. she only like a brave thing. But again, it was the weird little shout outs that I was like, are the. <laughs> but, but when like when Will Ferrell walked by her, because I thought Will Ferrell was kind of wasted in the film, to be honest. But when he walked by her and like reacted to just yeah. seeing her again, it was. <laughs> yeah. They're like, who's that? <laughs> just like, we don't talk about her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we discontinued you. Um, I, I will also say I was crying laughing at the song thing and the beach at the end like i yeah. that song choice like all of it i well when they just, when they when they you liked the horses but when they rode into war on those like the horse on the yeah it was very yeah. Python. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i definitely saw um, some kens at comic-con with like stick horses and i was like well it's funny i was gonna ask you Danix, since you went but i yeah. i saw um it was i forget who it was but somebody who's kind of newsy that um was at comic-con and on friday posted on twitter or something it was like like, oh, you know, something that's just really nice is there's just a lot of people dressed as Barbie at Comic-Con, and they're all just saying, hi, Barbie, and hi, Barbie, back to each other yes. the whole time, yes. and it was just really nice. It, it, I was just about to say that. I was like, one of my favorite moments was passing two groups of Barbies, not with each other, just yelling hi, Barbie, at each other, and I was just like, this is so much fun. Like, this is great. I love this. Someone someone in our theater started, or when we when I was, like, in the lobby started that with everyone wearing pink, and they were just like, hi, Barbie, and we were like... <laughs> It's fun. I didn't get it at the time, but I, you know, did afterwards. I don't know. I thought it brought it brought me some joy. I love that Helen Mirren is the narrator. You know, it's just it was just there was a lot going for it that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I want everyone to see it, which is not what I was really, really. And I'm really happy for Greta, and you know, um, for women in general, you know, getting a really good opening weekend. I think when I say really good, like opening for a woman really, director. Really, really, it, really it is indeed yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. it, it the last time it was wonder woman was actually the last one and oh. and that was only like 40 million and this was like 155 so it wasn't even close it also had like the largest monday box office i think of any whatever you know i just i, I well, la was sold out completely over the weekend yeah. like basically there was like one or two seats maybe in each screening i also thought that it effectively like doubled oppenheimer <laughs> like did it do like double? Like, wow. Yeah, I think they did about double. 
All right. Well, speaking of Oppenheimer, <laughs> Jackie opted out. She oppened, opened, 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 um, opened out. Matt, <laughs> Matt, did you did you see it before or after Barbie? Before. Okay, correct choice. I saw it after, not by choice, and I am sad, but not back to back. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to back, but I think honestly, I think back to back because Barbie ended up being heavier. I think than expected. I, maybe yeah. I expected. I don't know. I do think that them back to back would have been heavy regardless. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, but I think Oppenheimer would be. It's really a an Oppen Harvey situation more than a Barbenheimer. That yeah, sounds way better. But yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, see Barbie, then Oppenheimer right after. But yeah, yeah. Because um, Barbie with some with some beverages or something, um, even with the heaviness, will still make you laugh. And yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, whereas the, I laughed a couple times in Oppenheimer, but it was <laughs> mostly for things that were just so. Um, horribly sad that were being said and they, you know oh, what I mean? like, okay. yeah like like when they were talking about well obviously jack is gonna get spoilers but like when they were talking about like where to drop the bombs, bombs. And yeah he's like, oh well let's not do i forget what he said did you say kyoto he's like let's not do kyoto because it's a really nice place my wife and i we, no yeah no, no no he said it's a significant cultural importance to the japanese also yeah. my wife and i honeymooned there yeah and so yeah. like i like laughed as out of horror thing where it's like that's the, that, those are the laughs I got and then when Truman was like don't let that man back in my office <laughs> I left like the things that were just like it was so serious you know but yeah. um horrifying things but but yeah I actually I actually enjoyed it I thought it was um it's very long and it, it does feel long yeah uh but I I thought for what it is and if you look at what it needs like I guess technically speaking it's it's I thought it was kind of masterfully crafted like uh-huh. once once you have okay here's the story we're telling it could have just been told in like such a linear fashion that could have been really drawn and like even more drawn out and felt really boring yeah but I felt like the editor shout out to her like she just kind of came in and like I mean I was trying to like build that production schedule in my head while I was watching it and I was <laughs> like I was going crazy I was like how because it was just so much you okay. know what I mean and it was like and thinking about her cutting this and it uh-huh. just was so just like I don't know you saw it, it was just back yeah, and forth yeah. back and forth back and forth for the timelines and stuff and it was just yeah. like God, how do you keep this all straight <laughs> it was a yeah. lot I I did not particularly enjoy it I uh not I don't know if you're even supposed to enjoy it but I respect the craftsmanship that went into it I think it was an mm-hmm. hour too long out of a three-hour movie if you'd cut a good hour out and gotten to like the third act of you know uh spoiler alert but also it's a real life event um you know, Jackie, it centers around like a hearing. So it's two things, right? It's the development of the bomb. And then it's this like confirmation hearing for uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, who's like an admiral. He wants, like, what what commission is he supposed to be on? Oh, um, Strauss you're talking about? Yeah. I forget what commission he's on. Um, he's supposed to, but basically he's supposed to be like confirmed for a nomination for like a presidential uh, committee or something, you know, something big. And so you're cutting back and forth between it. And then like it's revealed that again, spoilers, but real life event he is the one who like threw Oppenheimer under the bus in public opinion or like got his clearance revoked and all this stuff. And it's this, oh, like wow. subterfuge and all this stuff. And it comes in and two hours in. And I was like, if the, and I was like, Oh, okay. But if they cut out like a middle hour of development, I would have been much more interested in the story, but they lost me by then kind of. Yeah. Well, part of the, part of the problem there, I think too, is like, you spend a long time with the creation of this bomb. Like, will it even get created? Which we know it does, but it's just yeah. like watching that journey. Right. And then when it goes off, which I thought that was really powerful, like, well, when the test anyway, and when yeah, you, yeah, kind of, yeah. like, you see it, and I thought, especially in IMAX, it was like, holy crap. But um, it was, 
that felt such like a climax of yes, the film. Yes, yes. I thought it was done. It should have been, it should have ended hour. there. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah, but there then you a, go into like the trial stuff. There was a film that happened. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that too, I do think that it, it took a little long to get to the point where we were starting to create the bomb. Yeah. Right. So like the beginning and the end could have been shaved enough to get that hour. I think, I don't think you need to lose a full hour from either, but I think you could cut some from both. Yeah. You trim to into the, the middle. middle. Yeah. And then, you know, keep maybe, that arc the way it was. I think maybe it was even two and a half hours, but just like the storytelling sure. structure yeah. of it didn't work for me yeah. in that sense. I agree. And with also, you. Um, you know, this might just speak to my own sort of ignorance towards American history and parts of it, but like I didn't realize that Strauss was like the bad guy effectively. Mm. So when it is revealed that he's like throwing him under the bus and all this stuff, I was like, oh, you know, intrigue, yeah. but it comes in so late that I didn't feel like it was yeah. well established for the character because you think he's on his side so for two hours, yeah. you know, and I was just like, oh. Yeah, they, I think they, I think they kind of expect you to know a little bit more about that, which I didn't yeah. know. I, I, I knew that Strauss was involved in like Oppenheimer's, not demise because he's, you know, but, to, but, like, you know, yeah, like yeah. down the negativity. social, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but I didn't know to what extent, and so some of it was surprising to me as well. But I think it, yeah, they they expect you to know some of that, which isn't really fair. You shouldn't have to know anything going in, right? And it's right. uh, but I thought, I mean, I thought, oh, like I I could just see the awards that were going to be coming up for this. It was like it is going to it is going to sweep a lot of stuff, I think. But I think we're going to get, I mean, sound design. We're going to get production design. Like I mean, at least noms and stuff. Yeah, cinematography. Cinematography, uh, score. I think Robert Downey Jr. I think Robert Downey Jr. is both kind of. I think Robert Downey is the current shoe in for best supporting. I think that there's even a conversation, depending on what else happens this year. I think there's a world where Emily Blunt is looked at for not winning, but but for yeah. nominated supporting. She had okay. one of my favorite scenes in the movie, I will say. Yeah, but this is what I want to talk about about this, and I think it this is such a perfect dichotomy to a Greta Gerwig film mm-hmm. is that part like I don't even know what what hour of Oppenheimer in but you've got Emily Blunt and you've got um uh Florence Pugh. Pugh. I don't know. I don't think that movie passes the Bechdel test. No, it doesn't. And then I had no. to think back and I was like does any Christopher Nolan movie pass the Bechdel test? I don't know cuz then then you get Olivia, Olivia Thirlby but she's one of the scientists that we don't really get to like meet She doesn't talk to another woman. Much. Right, if no, it, it, just, yeah. I just mean her being involved but like she, and she gets an important role but we don't even really get to like meet her in the same way that we met some of the other scientists. Right. And I'm I'm just like I don't, I don't know if Christopher Nolan likes women. Like, I don't, not that he dislikes them, but, um, you know, I, and then you've got Greta Gerwig, whose films do center so much around, like, feminist principles and, like, stories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, what a dichotomy. But the reason I'm so sick of Chris uh, Nolan stuff is, one, his fans are, like, the Bernie bros. Some of his fans. Not all of his fans. Some yeah, of his yeah. fans are, like, the Bernie bros of film. And then, two, like, we already get so much of the male perspective, and we get so mm-hmm. many directors out there that I'm just like, oh, boy, another movie about men standing around talking, making decisions. But I don't know. Something about it clicked in, like, bothered me in particular during this one um i think also some of it was like the florence Pugh, like well, m- was, muse naked i was gonna stuff. say yeah unnecessary tatas. <laughs> I, I agree with you and i i have never historically been a nolan fan uh i i know we talked about it here but i was like the one person on the planet who like really liked tenet for some reason <laughs> but i really do like it still uh-huh. and uh I've, I've, I've never been a fan of his but i've always long respected the fact that like he does make films for the theatrical experience which i yeah. do love that about him and that's part of why i was like wanting to see tenet because we were so deprived and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. oh my god yeah but i liked it but anyway that all that being said i think that yeah this is probably sticking to a decent amount of historical accurate accuracy for the yeah. time with with the key players 
So I'll give him that. But I think also it probably became really apparent to you because every white man that has ever been an actor was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. some that I didn't know were in it. And I'm actually to the point where I'm actually kind of upset I didn't get a call. Yeah. yeah. I was in the school plays in high school. So I had right. that. The casting call went out and you were not on that mailing list. Not and we didn't know it, what happened. Yes. Did you check your spam folder? <laughs> I, you know what? I, that's probably it must have been. It must have been the yeah. But they were just like I was like, oh, there's Casey Affleck. Oh my God, Gary Oldman is Truman. Like it was just like every. Oh my God, actor, that was Gary Oldman. I did not realize. Sure that was. was. Yeah, I saw him and I was like, that is Gary Oldman right there, isn't that? And it was, and it was like, but like, and I can't even name them all. It was like every white man I've ever seen had, yeah. was in it, and it was like, and and again, it's they were all playing historical people, right? <laughs> you know, so they were, they, they were playing. They had plenty of roles complete. to choose from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. But it was, but it was just a thing where I was like, it, you probably started thinking, thinking about it in this more because it was like, holy crap, it was just such a right. sausage space after everywhere face. you look. It is funny that they had to have the lesser Affleck uh, because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we can't have Matt and Ben in the movie. No, no you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I, but again, I was just like, I, it doesn't negate your point. I just mean that's probably why you start th- yeah, realizing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. It was like, holy crap. Yeah, like who did uh, not get the call? Florence Pugh Even- was so objectified that I did not love it because I, Christopher yeah. Nolan, as far as I remember, has not really had a bunch of egregious like nudity in his films. And I'm not saying this was egregious so much as it was just kind of like unnecessary completely that she was yeah. topless so much. Like I just right. didn't, I, there was never a time. I liked the scene where they were sitting there after having had an affair and they were sitting there naked in the chair is fine. Yeah, but we weren't showing genitalia on either, which is thankful. I'm thankful for that. But it was just a thing where I was like, I just couldn't get past the fact that I was like, did you just want to get her topless? And so you just no, forget just... that the the sex scene where again, sorry yes. spoilers, but like the sex scene, there's a sex scene where she makes him re- like she like stops them having sex midway through, pulls a book off the shelf, and then like makes him read to her Sanskrit. like Sanskrit, Sanskrit yeah. while she's like goes back to straddling him and like riding him. I was like, I what. Like, I don't That's really weird. Like what, what, this is clearly a Chris Nolan kink or something. Like maybe it's a documented, <laughs> you know, yeah. Oppenheimer knows, biography but yeah. thing, but like, I don't need, you don't, you don't have to do that. It's really okay. Like, yeah, no, I, I didn't, I didn't love that stuff. Um, and like, and then I, I, I did look up cause I didn't know the, her story. And then I did, I did look up that it was, it seems to be accurate. That I don't, she, yeah. I don't doubt that it's accurate, but is it, you know, no, I don't know about what you're saying with this, that, that stuff, but I mean, the, I was, annoyed that oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. like took her own life because of this man whenever I was like annoyed by it but it, it happened which is the fun right I don't know I think there was also a lot of like the scientific stuff that with all due respect to our great scientists in the world like you don't need to include this like you don't need every little bit of like explaining basically the physics and vision and all that stuff of it because like sure what percent of the world audience is going to understand this like yeah you know not a lot it, it, it doesn't like change the storytelling so I I found myself quite annoyed, honestly, by this film, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. by the end of it. And I think, I, again, I respect a lot of the craft of it, but I think it could have been much, much shorter, and I would have appreciated it much, much more. Yeah. I did. I will say that the last thing is I did appreciate when the bomb were dropped. I was appreciated that we didn't. Someone, I said this to someone, they were like, oh, or, or is that kind of not showing you what they should show us, the horror and devastation? But I was like, I don't want to see that. Right. And sitting with it in the way I liked when he was like, I like how he was immediately haunted by it. And then when he stepped down to that corpse, like that one, like, you know, on the floor, I liked the way that was all handled and kind of tastefully done in the way that it was like, this is already hard enough to sit, to watch. Like, don't, don't make us go and watch all of the devastation. Yeah. People melting. Yeah. And then, and then I felt like what, what it was also was kind of powerful about the way that was handled is that like, we forget, at least I, I do. I forget that 
and this does not excuse people for cheering for this and being like thinking lightly of dropping atomic bombs on innocent people at all. But we forget too that like we've grown up in a time where like we see video footage of news and stuff all the time. But it's like I appreciate that as the viewer, uh-huh. we heard about it happening and learned about it happening the way that America learned about it happening was through the radio, just talking mm. about it. And we didn't see anything they didn't see. And I kind of liked that yeah. because it puts you in that mindset of like out of sight, out of mind. Like it's easy to just kind of be like, okay, cool. Wow. This is going to end the war without even considering the, the real tragedy of it. And I thought that right. was an interesting perspective. It was, but again, like, I think it, the problem is that, like, we don't see the other side of it Mm -hmm. ever, almost, on film and media and stuff like that, and so it becomes this, like, buried in history, out of sight, out of mind thing, and, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm so sick of World War II stuff with the one-sided tellings of World War II. Also, question, last question for you on this one, because I, I, like, did you feel that this skewed more anti-Russian than you were expecting? Yeah, I, I, I did. I and yeah. I was curious about how much of that was it like impacted was, by was yeah real because I was like I was like oh wow yeah it was like our biggest concern was just not just trying to make sure Russia didn't get but I guess that was part of the trial right is that it had leaked out of his camp and it was like not his camp but you know what I'm saying where, where he was yeah, making, yeah, his, it was called where he was making yeah. it um and that it went to Tr- Russia and, and so it was going to, to be yeah. like can he be like, are you in cahoots? Are you a communist? But I didn't well, know that yeah, communism it, was such a thing. Right. Not just, no, not just the communism part, but just being like portraying them as like, we're more, the thing we are most worried about is Russia. And, and, you know, again, this may have been more accurate to times, mm-hmm. but like they very much focused on like, we are the most worried about Russia getting a hold of our plans versus like, we are the most worried about Hitler slaughtering like people in Germany or like all of this other stuff. They're like, oh my God, the Russians. Yeah. And so I, I do wonder how much of that is yeah, influenced I I, by. The current I, yeah. political situation. I could totally see that. But at the same time, too, I think a lot of it, because it was, it, I wasn't ever confused about what timeline we were on, but there were a lot of times where we were actually watching stuff that was a post-Hitler Germany. Like, yeah. Hitler was gone. Yeah. And then the trial is all just about the the Russian spy did take the information, and now they have the power to go make nukes. And so we're like, our, then it gets back into the communism thing, because it's like, were you actually developing this knowing that Russia was going to take all, like, you know, all this, whatever. And that became what the trial was about because the Hitler problem had gone away. Right. You know, but I agree with you because I was like, oh yeah, how much of this is really like, we're just trying to to shit on Russia more because. (laughs) So my question is, would you recommend it to people? Yeah, I would recommend it to like people, anyone who's like remotely interested. Yeah, I would, but I, it's a it's a bummer because I, I I actually would have recommended it to my parents, but my mom is really really averse to like nudity. It, <laughs> it it bothers her in a way that it's just like because like especially like this where it is so unnecessary that yeah, she's no like I don't disagree really... with that which and it didn't progress the story so like yeah, yeah and then I... and she gets really uncomfortable with it and to the point where it's like then she's like mad my dad's even watching it type of thing so I was like <laughs> I can't recommend this in good in good conscience to my parents but yeah, I yeah, would yeah. have actually if if only the nudity wasn't. It's funny because I, you know, thought about do I recommend this to my parents because I think I think my dad would, I don't know if like is the right word, but he's, you know, he's more prone to this type of like World War II and World mm-hmm. War I. He likes the old school, you know, the Great War, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I was like, nah, I, I don't, I'm not going to say don't watch it to them, but I'm like, I was like, if you have to pick one of the theaters, I actually would rather they see Barbie. <laughs> oh, I have an answer to the question of what movie they went to see in theaters, by the way. I, going back to a couple weeks ago, it was oh, Dune. Really? 
Oh, Dune, what a good choice. Dune and Joyride are the only two movies my parents have seen in theaters in three years. Good for them, though. You know, Dune was a good choice. I know, Dune, my mom, I mean, both of them actually love Dune and they've read like all the books. And so I was like, that makes sense for the two of you. But, and then they went and saw Joyride and I, you know, good for them. But yeah, I was like, of the two of them, because my mom was interested in Barbie and my dad, you know, was like, have you seen Oppenheimer yet? And I was like, Go see Barbie. Go see Barbie. Wait for Oppenheimer on TV, which is exactly how Christopher Nolan doesn't want you to see it, but whatever. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. If it's ever on TV and the nudity's cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant on like, like streaming, TV. but you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you know, for your mom, you can wait a couple more years or like on a yeah, plane exactly. and they'll cut the nudity out or something. Like, Or if I guess if I was with them and I could be like, I'll just skip those scenes. Avert thy eyes. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like it's, you know, but yeah, that's funny. My parents would hate Barbie though. They would not like that movie. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I don't think my parents would get Barbie. I think they would just get upset about the toys. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, we want you so many, blah, 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 blah. That, that. So that would be their takeaway from this like proto-feminist movie. <laughs> but anyway, moving on, we'll touch briefly on Secret Invasion. Folks won't hear this until the finale is out. But yeah, it's the finale. <laughs> Soon, how are we feeling? I... Shocking to everyone, I'm still loving it. Okay. I'm excited for the finale. I loved this last episode. I'm really glad you still like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's no, my I'm reaction like, too. Genuinely, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, you know, I still don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why like every episode feels like it has to end with someone getting shot. <laughs> but, this is this well, is the this second. It's, this, this That's true. But yeah. This is the second week in a row where I've watched it like right before we've recorded. And I honestly don't know if I could tell you what happened in it. I mean, I can to a degree, but I'm just like, I just, I did not care. I did not care at all. I watched it while I was cooking dinner and I clearly didn't even remember that this one didn't end with someone getting shot like the last one did. At one point I vacuumed for a second during it. Like that's how bad I got. Oh yeah. See, I've, I've, I like literally watched them like twice. I love them. Oh my God. I loved this moment. Gaia and Priscilla were like, under attack at the house and i just oof, i loved all that but also it was like rick mason appearing it made me really excited i was like oh we're gonna get more with him but yeah because black widow i felt like was with the way that came out so too late for when it was when it should have and yeah. everything I, I was worried that or not worried but I, I was happy now to see like that the character could come and be in present day stuff yeah like around and stuff yeah and i think what they mentioned the like the something core i don't know something something widows it sounded like yeah well because like in, like multiple mentions of yeah like i was like yeah. with priscilla in one of those previous episodes mentioning that like she was helping try to take down Drakov and his men which is the black widow villain it was like right they were clearly tying stuff in and then to have rick actually like appear in the flesh here with fury going onto the plane i love that and i liked that his the tomb was uh was a, a holdout with all the weapons and stuff i did think it was silly that like it's very comic booky, but this um, whatever they're calling it, the the culmination of all the different DNA that was spilled. Oh yeah, the, the battle harvest. <laughs> harvest, yeah. Um, it's, like, it's, it's it's silly, but it's also very like that is so what a thing a thing they would do in the comic book stories, you know. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'll yeah. let it, I'll let it happen. <laughs> but then I was like, I did think it was silly that it was like there's just one vial that exists with all yeah that has like there, all of their like, stuff in it. So it's like you combined all the DNA, but then like, why didn't you just destroy it? You know, like, mm. why, why do you want well, to keep it? Like, I thought that was silly. I, I actually didn't because that's like just, it feels very military to like. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it just was like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was one of those things where I was like, 
but like that power getting out, which again, we're talking about it. I mean, we just watched Oppenheimer making atomic bombs. Yeah, so I was like, gonna say, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but but I like that they addressed that like he is trying to bait, he wants that harvest because that's the, all their powers, but he is also trying to bait the supers into like reacting. And Nick Fury is trying to like let's not let them know this is happening, like because it makes sense to me. It's just nice. yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, now we'll uh. I mean, at this point, I guess I'll finish it, but it'll probably be in like a week before we record the next episode. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> but, I happen to be awake, I'll watch it tonight, but if not, I'll watch it tomorrow. But. Yes, and I'll watch it someday. <laughs> Jackie, do you think you're going to watch the finale, actually? Same, like, since you and I are in similar boats? I don't know. Maybe. I guess <laughs> it'll depend on mood. Fair enough. I, I'm the same boat. All right. Well, speaking of watching, we're watching what? What else have we been watching? My voice is so fucked up. <laughs> it just sounds like puberty. <laughs> I watched a movie called Theater Camp, which I thought was really Ah, cool. yes, yes. I've heard of this. Yeah, yes. A mockumentary action. It was kind yeah. of- oh, cute. Was it fun? Yeah, that's so. I liked it. I mean, it's a little, some of it's a little inside baseball where it's like, I mean, I didn't go to theater camp, but like I was a theater kid in high school. Yeah. So it. it there are some things that I mean, if, if you like had no interest in the arts or something, you're probably going to be like, this is stupid. Who cares about this? But like, I think you both would get a kick out of it enough. I, you know? I said this, this came up in a different uh, recording where I, I was just like, I'm worried that I'll be traumatized because I went to like film camp and the theater kids were oh. next door. And I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, <laughs> singing like, Wicked because Wicked had just come out. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in line for God, it was a Harry Potter movie, but. <laughs> um, being in line outside of Century 22, like the line was all the way down the block, or whatever, and we were waiting to get in. And yeah, there was a cast of Annie was in front of us, and they oh, wouldn't. God. Was there. We were at, we had like the last showing of the night, and they had just wrapped their like final show. And oh was, God, <laughs> you just described a nightmare of mine. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was a nightmare. Yeah. I think it was for Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> okay, but you saw theater camp, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've mostly just been honestly watching The Housewives of Potomac. I'm like mm, almost great. caught up. So good. I'm in season seven, so I'm Oh my god. Yeah. Really getting through. I'm so impressed. <laughs> yeah. I've kept up with after party, of course. And I will say episode three, because we talked about it last week, Dana, but I yeah. didn't see episode three yet, but the the like noir one. Have you watched any Jackie? After party? Mm-mm. Okay. Not yet. Um was my favorite though. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's definitely, <laughs> I'm gonna. I really want to start it, but I'm so deep in Potomac right now that I'm having trouble keeping up with anything I, else. I feel like you could. Yeah, I feel like you could wait till it comes out and binge it. That's true. Yeah, like it could be a fun catch up. It's on one all of those of ones where I, like I enjoy looking forward to it every week, but at the same time, like I am sad not to be able to continue it when it's over. So it's right. like that kind of like yeah, it's hard. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say what's better to do, but and then yeah, crowded room is ending this week, so it'll be over. Yeah, I gave up on that. Season one, at least, if it's doing more. And then uh, I'm still watching Claim to Fame. Oh, this season, the celebrity relatives say a video to everyone. Uh, wait. So does that mean spoilers? Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks did it, and um, it's like mostly like seriously A level. Oh, okay. Because I that was I mean I only watched a few episodes of the last season, but I feel like. It what it felt like disconnected from the family members, and it like kind of, you know, taking advantage of their connections. But if like the other folks are like blessing it, then I feel less bad about them. Yeah, I, you think, know, it, I think it was more popular, or whatever, than they expected. So now it's got a little more. Now it's cool to. <laughs> yeah, because they're all like really close relatives too, like daughters and like 
oh. you know, brothers and like, you know, that kind of stuff. I feel like it's a show where I like, I would enjoy the recap the next day. Yeah. Not, not that I would hate, but you know, like I didn't. It's one of those ones that you like half watch, even though I do yeah, think yeah, that yeah, yeah. Some, some of the activities are funny to watch or interesting, like right. the telephone one. But like mostly I just care about like who I want to read the clues and see if I can figure it out. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like this season. They're more careful about not telling you who anyone is. Well, <laughs> the first season, I tell you, like. The few episodes I saw, I was like, there's no way you could get it based on that stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this feels like a plant. But anyway, I will. I might have to check it out. <laughs> I am knee deep in the world of reality TV as well. Below Deck Down Under is back. Oh. Is, yeah. I remember I liked that. Oh, it's, it's, it's interesting. And then there's two 90 days going right now, which is a delight for me. Before the 90 days and the other way. And UK, actually. So there's three 90 days. Wow. Yeah. And then the um, match me abroad. So I'm I'm living my best reality TV life. And I'm also kind of worried because I'm like, if we're burning through all of these right now, like, what are we going to do when the actual drought through because of the writer strike and like actor strike happens? But I think these are all allowed to keep filming during. So great. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we'll all become daytime TV people because soap operas are still filming. Yeah. Good Isn't news. We're Bethany, all already. Bethany Frankel is like trying to lead a charge to get reality TV stars to like Into unionize or something. Oh, God. Well, I think some reality stars are part of a union that maybe wants to strike, but it's not all reality stars. It's like it's like a specific thing. Matt, you could actually potentially, if you're allowed to answer this question, are mm-hmm. like if if they are paid, they're paid as like contractors, right? It's not like that's why they're not in SAG. Oh, for reality? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. They're paid by the 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 ones who are hired on is like the like the, the housewives or let's say like the Kardashians or like the family the, the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that's paid, the example I'm looking at. Yeah, they'll be paid by like the network. And okay. yeah, I think they're technically they get these they get yeah they're, they're like contracts with like okay well you're on for three years like yeah. doing this and so it's like okay but then like people appearing on the show like Friends Up <laughs> or whatever a lot of times they yeah. get paid per episode so I don't uh-huh. know how it's different. Like okay, interesting. What the rules I was are. mostly referring to like the core folks. Yeah, yeah. They usually are contracted in, but like the like right. the housewives will be just for like one season unless you're Denise Richards and get like a three season deal, right? But uh-huh. to start out, but they, they usually can only secure a season at a time, I think. Denise but, got three, even though she wasn't on for three. Yeah, that's why they all hated her. Yeah. She yeah. got the biggest oh, she was the highest paid and got a three year deal, for like a million dollars mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. She wow. knew what she was doing. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the other thing I'm watching is the new New York, and I think we were talking about this a bit last week, Matt. But like, yeah, uh, just I'm again a show I completely. Zo- I'll, I think I watched the whole episode of this week's and didn't remember yeah. a single thing. So it is it is not impressing. I so enjoyed far. it marginally better than the first episode, but I just also like I I just don't need this. Like it just feels it feels like it's trying too hard to be fresh. Yeah, in a way that I just don't really care about. But so we'll see. I don't know. Apparently, I watched it still. I don't know. I mean, you're talking to I still watch them just like that. So I don't know. Well, you know, yes, we nobody's perfect. So yeah, <laughs> we all have our things, you know. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Well, thank you, Abo. Oh, wait, did anyone have anything else? You, you were about to. No. Okay. I was just going to say, Poe Buddy's Nerfic. And, you know, oh. good place joke. <laughs> That's terrible. Okay. Anyway, thank you both. Thanks. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and that is actually it for this episode. If you liked it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.